This is LBC, leading Britain's conversation. Mystery Hour with James O'Brien. Call 0345 6060 973. Tweet at LBC. Text 84850. Mystery Hour with James O'Brien on LBC. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Toys in every store. It's four minutes after 12, and welcome to this year's Christmas Mystery Hour, which I'm delighted to tell you you can enjoy in glorious Technicolor at the LBC website. In fact, if I were to tell you that if you did make your way over to lbc.co.uk at this moment in time, you are, can I say that you're guaranteed a giggle? Not normally in the course of a Mystery Hour, I offer a guarantee of increasing your knowledge. By one o'clock today, you will know more than you do now. But I'm fairly confident that if you head over to lbc.co.uk, not only will you be able to watch Mystery Hour in its entirety, which, I grant you, ordinarily just involves watching a bloke in a box answer a load of phone calls, but on this occasion, I think, I mean, if you're there now, you've probably already registered this, but not only have we introduced a a, a truly charming Christmas theme to proceedings this year, we've also provided a visual uh, treat for you, which... I think will be appreciated. So, lbc.co.uk. Do that before you ring in, actually. Get over there now, seriously. I, I don't do this very often. I haven't done this, I haven't done this very often. Um, but I am absolutely urging you to watch rather than listen to this hour of the programme if you possibly can. Don't feel left out if you can't, if you haven't got access to, uh, um, uh, to, to a screen, to the internet where you are, or you're too busy doing important things, then it will be available. It will be on YouTube, I imagine, by 2 o'clock today. Let me, by way of a hint as to the treats you may enjoy when you, uh, when you tune in to lbc.co.uk, I'd, I'd like to register my thanks to, to angels here in London, the costumiers to the stars. Do you think you can work out what, the, what it is from that little tribute? Anyway, what's Mystery Hour? I'm preaching to the choir. I need to talk to people who aren't familiar with the treat that is Mystery Hour. What it is, is your weekly opportunity to get an answer to any question that you please. It doesn't matter whether it's a who, a why, or a ho-ho-ho, a whether, a whither, or a whence. If you've got a question to which you're fairly confident there must be an answer, but you don't know what that answer is, then dial 03456060973 at your leisure. Uh, it's quite tough to get through. If you hear me say the number, it means that I have got a phone line free. Uh, and if you hear someone else ask a question to which you actually know the answer, then the number remains the same. That, that's pretty much it, isn't it? Are, are, we, are, we, are we ready to go? Is everyone good to go on this? Are you online yet? Have you had a look? Start sending me messages. Tell me what you think. Send me a text to 84850 or a tweet to at Mr. James O.B. Graham in Bushy, you can get lost. I am, I, I am actually employing lots of extra padding, you cheeky monkey. Um, have you worked out? Yeah, are you there? Are you here? Are you with me? Are you with me? Ho, ho, ho! It's Mystery Hour! Charles is in Horsham. Charles, what's your question? Hello. Um, I was wondering, why does time go quicker the older you get? Are you sure it does? Um, well, it seems like it does. Because I'm 29, it seems like it seems like it was only Christmas just the other day. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas when you were a kid, the stretching out from one Christmas to the next seemed endless. Isn't it just because you're a lot busier? I think so, because you're quite busy when you're a kid, sort of, school and plan and stuff, but it seems like a week used to take forever, and now a week just 
flies by so quickly. I've only really noticed it the last year or so. At the age of 29, it doesn't get any better, mate. I've got to, I've got to break that to you gently. What, what about the individual yeah. hours? Because I was talking to, to Michael, the producer, today about how this week the show seems to have flown by, and I don't know why. So, so, some days, I would never suggest it was like pulling teeth, but some days it's, it's, it, it feels slower, whereas this week I've glanced up at the clock for the first time in the course of the programme, and it's been sort of half past eleven already, and I felt it was about ten past ten. Do you recognise that as well, or, 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 or is it just the age side? Yeah, yeah, it? it's, yeah, hours, weeks, years. Why? Why does time speed up the older... It's something for brain chemistry or something, I guess. Do you reckon? I don't know if it would be that complicated. We'll find out, though. You're not, you're not watching me online, are you, Giles? No, I'm driving. You're driving, so you can't come and sit on my knee, then? <laughs> Unfortunately not. <laughs> it's your loss, pal. It's eight minutes after 12. You're listening to James O'Brien, sort of. One of my many alter egos, live on LBC. Ron's in Woodgreen. Hello, Ron. Hello, James. I've got a question, but I've actually got a theory on the other one, but I know how strict you are. Yeah, good. <laughs> on, the, on the time, then, quick. So I'm just going to ask a question, and it's sort of related to the last hour. Yeah. So I was wondering, why do we call the end of a cigarette a dog end? When you put it out in the ashtray, it then becomes a dog end. And I just wondered, why? Why a dog end? Did dogs used to smoke or something? What's, what's it all about? Why not a dog? I mean, it's, so you're saying you could understand why it was called a fag end? Yeah. But not why necessarily a dog? a dog end. A dog yeah. end. Do you know, I just, I just, this is going to sound a bit weird, Ron. I'm not going to ask you to come and sit on my knee or anything like that. <laughs> Can you see me at the moment or are you just listening in on the radio? No, no. Can't, you can't see me. Have you worked out what the, what the, what the visual treat might be yet? Oh, well, <laughs> some sort of distortion of an image in the edge, yeah. So just, I don't know if uh, you want to go there. It sounds a bit North Korean. I'm not distorting any images. I'm fulfilling a childhood <laughs> dream. But um, I, I'm re- I just finished a book by Peter Aykroyd called Three, Three Brothers, which was brilliant. And it actually had that, f- I thought, exactly the same as you. I read that and I thought, why dog end? Yeah. Why dog? I can't I see what the link to, uh, is with a dog. I was to get your analysis of it, like a stupid answer, but you obviously haven't I haven't got, got I, No, I haven't got one. Why dog end? I had another question I wanted yeah. to ask this week, but I've forgotten it. must be the beard. Ron, mm. I, I shall do my best for you. So what, what have we got? We've got... You know, you carry on. Thank you. If you know the answer to either of these two questions, call 0345 Why does time speed up the older you get? Does it start slowing down again when you get over the sort of septuagenarian hump? And why dog end? Uh, 03456060973 is the number that you need. And if you're just discovering uh, me on the internet at lbc.co.uk, well, welcome. Ho, ho, ho. Peter's in Norfolk. Peter, question or answer? Oh, morning, yes. Uh, answer to uh, uh, the first question up. Well, oh, really? Why does time speed up the older we get? Or seem yes, to speed I, up? I, I've, I've been out of touch for two years since I moved from London. I, I got a new dab radio, and, and suddenly you appeared, or rather... Uh, so this is the first time you've, you've heard me in two years? Yeah, I, I've been effectively knocked out for two years. You poor, it? poor man. Well, I, I mean, this I is the... F- moving from London, I just lost all London stations, and, and suddenly with the new dab radio, you were... So just say that again, so that we can clip it and play it out as an advert. <laughs> I, I, when I moved from London, I thought I'd lost all local well, stations. And when I got a new dab radio, um, I was just scanning through, and suddenly your, your voice... Well, we're, we're national now, so, I mean, we, we I have... We have we, no, we followed you to Norfolk. Uh, <laughs> so you are my first happy customer, because uh, I, I am Father Christmas today. Well, thanks very much. No, thank you very much. Um, have you, can you remember why you rang in? Because I can't. Yeah, <laughs> 
just about. Oh. It's, it's, it's the first question up about... Why um, does time seem to speed up? Yes, it's... Um, I, I'm going to tell you straight away that I, I firmly believe there's no definitive answer to that. So oh. you may be a little disappointed. I like the way. Two years out of the game, mate, but you still remember yeah. the importance of going definitive. I like your style, Peter. <laughs> yes. Um, it crops up in physics when really? we talk about uh, special relativity and time dilation comes into it. And what is time? Uh, these are very deep questions and difficult to answer, but we all experience in life this this idea of time sort of has a varying rate. Yes. And the best I can tell you uh, as to regards people, we all experience this getting older. Ten years seems to fly by when we're 50 or 60. I mean, it seems like just the other day I was 60, I'm now 70. Um, what, what we believe, we've modelled it, that time seems to flow past you, which is directly, in a way, that is directly proportional to your age. Really? That is, that is to say, somebody who's 15 years old, it seems to take an age to get to 20, more yeah. than five years. Now, someone who is 30 years old, that five years seems to go half of that. Uh, right, well, well, how do you model it then? When you say you've modelled it in the way that I'm currently modelling well, a rather well, fetching well, right, Santa suit. Modern, it is, it, that is the expression. Time is directly proportional to your age. So from 40 years to 50 years, somebody who, who is 20, that 10 years seems to be only five years when you're double that age. In other words, when you're 40 to 50, seems to take about half the time as it does between 20 But and why? 50. Well, like I said to you at the beginning, I, I don't think it's really known. There's a few ideas kicking around, and my one on. is simply that you, you kind of get used to life. Right. And when, when you become complacent about it, time just seems to um, uh, fly past you quicker. We almost experience it on, on a day trip out, the, the old saying that, that it seems to be quicker on the way back. Yes, it does, because we're familiar with the journey or we've got a sort of internal because, clock counting down. Yeah, I like we, this, we, but you're right, you're not, you're not going definitive. What are your qualifications, Peter? Well, I, I, uh, despite my ageing years, <laughs> I, I still teach physics. Uh, to what, secondary school level? Uh, well, of course, I'm not allowed to teach. Uh, when, you get, when, you, when you're 60, you wake up one morning and the local authority says you're too old and you, you have to depart. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, well, I don't, well, the only reason I ask is I don't want you to feel that I'm pulling rank on you here. It's quite, right. it's quite hard to say that with a big beard on. Because um, I'm about to go to the Professor of the Public Understanding of Science at the University of Brighton. Do you remember him, Peter, from when of you course. used to listen? Of course, yeah. And I, 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 I'm envious of his position. Yeah, well, aren't we all? <laughs> uh, let's find out what Professor Howe's got to say, but he might be sharing his applause with you. Professor Howe, I presume it's the time question that's tempted you onto the show today. Very much so, James. Yes, um, I think the answer is a bit simpler that, than that. Our perception of anything is to do with what we've already learned. And to a 10-year-old child, one year is 10% of their whole life. That's a major significant proportion. To a 50-year-old, one year is 2% of their whole life. And therefore, the perception is it feels like a lot less. And I think that's all there is to it. Peter? Yes, well, I think that is a succinct way of putting what I sort of uh, stretched out into its proportional to your age. But yeah, I, I'm inclined right to agree. Professor, how can, can, we, can we split this one down the middle? 
It is the Christmas show, James, so I, I concur. You're not watching online, are you? I can tell. I'm actually waiting to go into a funeral in Denham uh, of my old PhD supervisor, so no, I'm not. Well, that, that, is, a, that is a reasonable explanation, Professor Hal. Rounds of applause all round. Oh, thanks, Prof. Oh, thank you. I thought we might have Christmas... Oh, oh! It's 12.16. This is LBC. Mystery Hour with James O'Brien on LBC. 20 minutes after 12 is the time. Welcome back to Mystery Hour. Welcome especially if you're joining us on the live uh, visual feed from the studio at lbc.co.uk. Do not adjust your sets. Um, I am in full Christmas spirit. Ho, ho, ho. Uh, let's get back to the phones. We've only got one question. We've already nailed one. So why are spent cigarettes called dog ends? Uh, that still needs answering. Other than that, time for your questions. 03456060973 is the number that you need. Eddie's in Epsom. Eddie, question or answer? It's an answer, James. Are you sure? Oh, I hope so. Come on, I then. I want that round of applause so much. Yes, well, it's got, uh, it's got bells on today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, it's just the Father Christmas coming out. Go on. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Uh, uh, doggings. Yes. Why they're called doggings is because you sling the dog out in the back garden. Same as faggings. In the olden days. When you threw the dog out, you threw the fags out. That's what you do. I understand why you've said that. I don't, I don't, you don't know, do you? You put it in an ashtray or you, you, you don't, you just don't. Yeah, you sling it out of the back garden. No, you don't. You put it in an ashtray. You don't... Not everyone has ashtrays. It's old. What do you mean not everyone has ashtrays? If you smoke, you've got ashtrays. Now you do, because everyone's posh. What, you think ashtrays are posh? Mate, I am sometimes accused of living in a middle-class bubble, but I am going to confidently call you out on describing ashtrays as a sign of poshness. That's because you're a champagne socialist, James. You're an an ashtray Tory, pal. That's what you are. (laughs) Oh, 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 don't <laughs> A you You're a fashtrayist. <laughs> I'm not giving you a round of applause for this. Are you having a draft thing, yeah? No, I'm not. There's no way that it's called a dog end because you put it out like a dog. That's it... what you used to do. No, it's I don't know. I've got, I've, got, I've got a fairly indecent suggestion just come in on Twitter that I don't think I can... Uh, referring to a certain part of a dog's anatomy, but then the, the correct answer, I think, <laughs> refers to a di- different part of a dog. I'm not get. I'll, I'll give you a little jingle, if you want, because it's Christmas, but you're not having a round of applause. Well, I'm a clap. There you, you go. No, You've you got a jingle jangle. You've got a jingle jangle, Eddie. Come on, I mean, just one little hand clap. Just like a clap. Oh, only because well, I'm not on the and telly. Christmas. All right. Hey, hey, hey. Teresa is in Wimbledon. Teresa, question or answer? Oh, yes, hello. Hello. Well, I'm just putting out my Christmas cards. Um, yes. I wonder this every year. Mm. And then I've been listening to you quite recently, and you do the mystery hour, so I thought, well, this would be the time. Marvellous. So I've got 65 Christmas cards. Ooh. I know, a bit less than I usually get. But oh. the thing is, they're all from my friends yes. or my family. And we're quite similar because either we're related or I chose them to be my friends. Yes. And every single card is different. Yes. And I just wonder what the... Well, it, it's a mystery to me why people don't choose the same cards. Well, you, you must have had some duplicates over the years, Teresa. Um, this year I have one 
Yeah. So there's just a huge number. There's a huge difference. I mean, I don't think it's a real mystery, is it? I think so, because we've all got... Yes, I think it's extraordinary that we don't choose a range of ten different cards, really. But you can only tell when you buy a pack of ten what's on the top. So you you can't... and, And even when you buy... A packet of ten from a range, it might have a different ten in it from the same packet next to it in the same range. It's just a dizzying array of Christmas card designs. And the reason why there are so many, Teresa, is to avoid precisely what you've called in to describe. Oh, Isn't thank it? you. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> ha, 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 can you see my suit at the moment from uh, Wimbledon? No. You haven't gone online to have a look at me? I've only just started listening to you on the radio. So, so you missed all my build-up about how I am currently dressed as Father Christmas? Um, I, I could try to do that now. You don't sound particularly excited or impressed by the prospect, Teresa. Well, because I listen to the radio while I do other things. Yeah, so I know, but I'm dressed, as Father, <laughs> I'm dressed as Father Christmas. I'll go and let you see what I'm dressed as. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 25 minutes after 12. Of course, it could always prove it could, <laughs> it could always prove to be a disappointment, um, <laughs> as as this poor person has discovered. Uh, James, I've always had a bit of a crush on you, but having just logged on to your live show, I must say I'm having second thoughts. What? I, I can, can only see my eyes. They're my best feature. Uh, James is in Chiswick. In uh, yeah, oh, we know where Chiswick is. Question or answer, James? It's a question. Bring it on. Um, the Royal Mint has just recently announced it's launching the fifth version of the uh, coin with the uh, new you know, Queen's portrait on the coin. Oh, yes. Um, but they've never been updated on the stamp, so why is it that the uh, Royal Mint update, you know, every, every ten years or so, the Queen's portrait, but the stamp, official silhouette portrait of the Queen on the stamps has never been updated? I suspect you've given this some thought already. What theories have you come up I with? I have got no idea. Oh, really? Uh, I mean, I mean I, that's, what, that's, why, that's why I wanted to bring in, because I mean, I know that the Queen uh, has to sign off all stamps. She's still got the right to sign off um, the you know, portraits on, on stamps, which bear, you know, bear her silhouette. So they, you know, any, any new edition of a stamp goes to the Queen for approval. But why, 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 is they, why have they never updated that silhouette? It's still like the 1970s sort of version of... A very young queen on the on the stamps, but the but the coins get updated. No, I like I like the question. I, it's 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 maybe not something I've clocked before, but it makes sense. Um, we shall find out for you. So we've got the, the we've got stamps and dog ends still in need of answers. Uh, Ross is in the city. Ross, question or answer? Hey, doing, James? Sorry, mate. Third question. Good man. Thank you. What is it? Hang on a minute. Uh, hang on a minute. I've got, I've got a bit of fluff in my eye, Ross. Hang on there a sec. Can you? Can't really concentrate. <laughs> All right. Carry on. Um, why is it, when you're on the ground and a plane flies over your head, say about 30,000 feet, you can hear the engines and they're loud. But when you're actually sitting on the plane next to the engine, they're not actually that loud. Does that make any sense? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I'm just trying to work out if it's... it's it is true, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So you can have a chat. Sometimes if you're in the... Actually, I was at my friends in the summer, and they live even closer to the flight path than we do, and when some planes went over, we had to stop our conversation. Yeah, yeah, but we were on the plane. You can plane. always have a chat with the person next to you, can't you? Yeah. Ah, oh, no. Can you, you couldn't have a chat during takeoff when it gets really loud. You'd have to shout a bit. 
maybe yeah, the well, maybe the engines really are at bad. full tilt. But no, because of course when you're in the air, you can still have it. No, but when yeah, when it's, yeah. When, it, yeah when they're yeah. when they're high up in the air, you still still hear them. Yeah, you can. All right, I like that. Yeah, you're on. Okay. Uh, can you can you see my beard from where you are? What? I can't. No, I'm driving. Sorry, mate. <laughs> I, 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 I'm beginning to feel I might have done all this for nothing, mate. <laughs> Dressed up for no reason at all. It's 28 minutes after 12. Uh, lbc.co.uk is the number to call if you'd like to see Mystery Hour being presented by Father Christmas. Maggie's in Western Superman. Maggie, come on, help me out. Hello, James. Hello, and I think your beard looks wonderful. Why, thank you. I can see. Mind you, you need to remove it because you're a little bit muffled. Uh, in what way? Anyway, I've got an answer for you, James. Go on. Um, dog ends. Yes. Shouldn't be dog ends. It should be dock ends. D-O-C-K, dock. Are you sure? It, I'm absolutely certain. Go on. It comes from many years ago. You know how dogs have their tails docked, or some breeds of dogs do? So it makes the tail very short stump. At the back end? Yes. Yeah. Well, many years ago, when workmen um, used to be smoking, having their smoke break... Yes. And then they needed to get back to work quickly, and so their mate would say, oh, never mind about your fag, just dock it. Like a dog's... I think you've nailed it. What are your qualifications, Maggie? A dedicated smoker, a long line of dedicated smokers, in fact, so dedicated with some that they gave their lives to the court. Oh, dear, yes. I know. It's earned you this. But it's actually a dock end. No, you're right, and that makes sense, and it's just become, it's evolved into a dog. It has. Well, they are connected, aren't they, the dog? No, you've done it. Give, her a round, give the lady a round of applause, or she'll be Thank here all day. You. Thank Merry you. Christmas. Thank you, Maggie. Bye. It's half past twelve. Mystery Hour with James O'Brien on LBC. 26 minutes to one. Uh, James, says uh, Adam... Uh, dog ends, think beagles. I'll give you another 20 minutes before you expire from heat exhaustion in that beard. I'm taking this for the team, Adam. I've got to tell you, I'm not going to surrender my beard or my, uh, or my dignity. We, we got an answer to that question. We got an answer to the Christmas cards question. Why has the Queen's silhouette on the stamp never changed while the one on the coin is about to enjoy its fifth iteration? And why can a plane in the sky be loud enough to, to halt your conversation when, if you're on the plane, you can actually hear yourself think? It's 26 minutes to one. If you've got an answer to any of those questions or a question of your own you'd like to get on the board, 0345 973 is the number to call. Uh, we're going for the brace. We're going for the double. Two professors in the first half of, well, very nearly the first half of Mystery I Give or take a moment or two. This is Professor Smith, a professor of robotics at the University of Middlesex. Question or answer, Professor? I've got an answer for you. To which one? To the sound in the aeroplane oh, and good. why it's so small as compared to the sound on the ground. Yes. Right, well, there are two effects. One is uh, it's partly down to the genius of sound insulation engineers that the uh, sound isn't uh, transmitted into the aeroplane. And the other is uh, that you have a ground effect. When you bow the ground, you get all the reflections from the ground and from the buildings around you, which adds to the noise. Really? Yep. But the, the, the main thing is the fact that it's, you're in the cylindrical tube and the sound gets reflected around you so the way the waves swerve a little as it were yeah, or they yeah, go in yeah, a different direction whereas you, away from you you're on the ground every wave coming out of the engine is going to reach you eventually and, and even some ones that don't reach you directly are going to bounce off other things and and, and reach you that way absolutely I, I can i level with you professor smith <laughs> please do i'm struggling a bit now in the santa suit 
Oh, no. I'm feeling a bit heavy and hot. You, 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 you spoiled my illusion about Santa Claus. No, I, I, no I, well, the real Santa is still hard at work oh. in, in the North Pole, but I, I, I have my tribute. So the thing is, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit intellectually unconfident, which isn't a common feeling for me. And, and I don't know whether that is a definite... I'm going to have to consult my elves. Oh, dear. That's so hard. just bear with me a moment while I consult the elves on this one. Elves? Oh, bells! Well played, Professor. <laughs> oh, that's it's uh, quite a Christmassy uh, laugh, quite a Christmassy chuckle at the end of that. I shall try and emulate that one. <laughs> Jordan's uh, uh, doesn't say where you are. Are you in Jordan by any chance, Jordan? No, I'm not. That, I mean, uh, that would have been a result. Go on. What have you got? Question or answer? Uh, question. Yes. Uh, my question is: I was at a Spurs game down in Wales um, on Sunday. Yes. And it just begs the question, why was I in Wales? Uh, you know, why are there uh, Welsh teams in the English League? And the English teams in the Welsh Cup as well. Say that again? There's English teams in the Welsh Cup as well, the Welsh FA Cup. Is it the Welsh FA Cup? I think it is. Because um, Kidderminster Harriers sometimes play in the Welsh FA Cup. Okay, yes, and vice versa. Well, just to make the competition, just to make the competition bigger and better. I mean, it, it would otherwise you would end up with a similar situation to what you have in Scotland, where instead of Celtic and Rangers historically winning everything, it would be Swansea and Cardiff. So they they want to play in the in the Premier League, and the, and I guess the sense of division between Wales and England is not as profound and historical as the sense of division between Scotland and England. It, it's it's not it's no more mysterious than that. Qualifications. Football fan, and also <laughs> I, no. Also, I looked into it when it looked like Kidderminster Harriers were going to go on quite a good run in the Welsh Cup one year. James, 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 you no, 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 Santa, Sa- Santa, Santa, Santa. I think you mean Jordan. <laughs> uh, Santa, sorry, I'm, I'm not watching you live. What? No one is. Oh. Is anybody there? <laughs> is anybody there? Okay, so that yeah. is the answer. And it's, I mean, a more interesting question in a way historically is how come Israel are in the Eurovision Song Contest? But the answer is just more or less the same because the organisers prefer it that way. Well, I'm from Israel. I should know that, but I don't know it's that. The, it's, the <laughs> same, it's the same sort of thing. It's just, it, just, it just makes the competition more fun. Oh, you never seem to amaze me, James. Oh, what never, se- never, hang on. No, 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 no. I never cease to amaze you or I never seem to amaze you. Never cease to me. Oh, thank goodness for that. Carry on. <laughs> Take care, Jordan. Thank you. I am really suffering. Where are we? 12, 38. Whew. Uh, Sarko's in Fulham. Sarko, question or, or answer? Uh, it's a question, please, James. Merry Christmas, by the way. Likewise, and the same um, to you. <laughs> I rather unknowingly bought a lady's shirt recently uh, that I thought was quite attractive, <laughs> and when I came to zip it up... You should find, I tell you what, if you knew what I came to work in the other day, you really, you wouldn't be embarrassed at all by that. Carry on. I thought, I, I thought since you were in the apparel industry, the gentleman's apparel industry might know the answer to this question anyway. Yeah, but indeed I was. The zip zipped up the opposite way, and I think on ladies' shirts, the buttons button up the opposite way to men's. I know this. Uh, you, I thought you might. Yes. Uh, it's always puzzled me, so um, maybe you can... Uh, elucidate me well the answer i believe and uh, i i will probably go definitive on this but uh, there may be a steward's inquiry subsequently the answer i believe dates back to the days when ladies would have been dressed by their maids so actually having the buttons on the right hand of the shirt is a lot easier because the massive majority of us are right-handed but if your lady's maid were doing up your blouse you'd want the buttons on the other side to accommodate her right-handedness Ah, 
of that's course a, it all makes sense now. That's a nice answer. So what are you going to do with the blouse, Sarka? I've given it to my girlfriend. Oh, mate, you come on. Just because it's got the butt, <laughs> there's no such thing as a gender-specific garment. Scotsmen wear kilts. You could have gone away. If you like the colour and the style, you should. You could have rocked it, my friend, I'm sure. It's a very attractive fleece, I have to say, but, um, but now that I've realised it's, it's a lady's garment, I just can't bring myself to wear it anymore. Well, I mean, you wouldn't want to dress up looking ridiculous, would you? <laughs> Merry Christmas, James. <laughs> Thank you, and happy Christmas to you too. <laughs> uh, Jill's in Lower Thun- Thunbury. Hello, Jill. Hello, James. You look magnificent. Thank you, Jill. So do you. Yeah, oh, thank you. You're very welcome. <laughs> Quest- question or answer? Um, it's a question. Yes. Um, I know you like chickens, because we had a talk about chickens. We did, yes. And thank you for the letter, by the way. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, um, what I want to know is, why do we eat turkey for Christmas dinner? When did we start eating turkey, and why don't we eat something like a hog's roast? I, l- I like that question. It's, it's, it's probably something to do with America, isn't it? I'm sure it's got America. Because it's a goose in A Christmas Carol, isn't it? Is it? So in Dickensian times, it would have been a goose. It's migrated towards Turkey for reasons that probably began on the other side of the Atlantic. But you don't want my speculations and mumblings. You want a definitive answer from someone who knows of what they speak, don't you, Jill? I would love that. Thank you very much, James. Thank you very much. And thank you for your charming letter. And, uh, and a very happy Christmas to you and yours. It's 12.41. You're listening to James O'Brien's Mystery Hour on LBC. Why Turkey at Christmas? Also, look, I don't want to start a controversy about turkeys. But generally speaking, it's not a meat you fancy on any other day of the year. It's quite a strange tradition. It's a Bernard Matthews products notwithstanding. You, you, you very rarely find yourself on a Saturday night thinking, oh, I'll tell you what I fancy tomorrow, a nice bit of turkey. You find yourself on a Saturday night planning your Sunday roast thinking, I have a nice bit of lamb or a nice bit of beef or a nice bit of chicken. Or, or obviously, vegetarian options are available. Matt's in Chiswick. That's the second caller today in Chiswick. People are going to begin to, to, to think there's some sort of conspiracy underway. Question or answer, Matt? Is a question, Santa. Carry, carry on. <laughs> Come here, little Why? boy. <laughs> <laughs> you, look, you look great, by the way. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, why is the hard shoulder on the motorway, obviously, called the hard shoulder? Yes. Hard it's shoulder. Been me for, it's been bothering me for at least three weeks now. Is it? Is it not because the, 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 the lane by the side of the road used to be sort of gravelly? It used to be a soft shoulder. And then when it's tarmacked, it's a hard shoulder. Uh, I'm not old enough to remember that, but why is it a shoulder? Why is it not lay-by or well, it's a, it's... area of Oh, so why is a hard shoulder called a hard shoulder? Yeah. All right, you're on. I, I won't try and answer that myself, given that I normally ban motoring. In fact, I'm a little surprised. How did that motoring question go... Let me just talk to the elves. Stay there, Matt. How did that motoring question go through? I thought we had a ban on motoring questions. Oh, it's Christmas. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> Matt, we'll do what we can for you, my friend. It's 12.43. Uh, Wayne is in Basildon. Happy Christmas, Wayne. Yes, thank you. Can oh, you see me? Have you, have you have you got me on? Pardon? Can, can you see me? Yeah, I'll, I'll just just watch you. You sound a bit um. Creepy. You sound a bit dazed. Uh, well, I've just just got back in the van. Sorry, mate. I've been saving the oh, right, I've, I've got a question for you. Yes. Um, I was in the pub a couple of weeks ago, um, in Phoenix, and someone dropped the glass behind the bar, and. Everyone just erupted with, hey! And that happens everywhere in any pub that you go to. If the barman drops a glass, you get this chorus of, hey! I'm like, when, when did that start? Why? Did it not happen when you were young? Uh. 
Well, yeah, yeah, we're all as well, yeah. It just seems to be. That's silly. Well, so am I going to get an answer to that? Someone's going to ring in. You, you, you probably have listened to more mystery hours than anybody else. When you, you, you've been on almost as often as Professor Hal, you of all people should understand how it works. The only possible answer to this question would come from someone who was there the very first time a glass was dropped, and they said, "And you know what? I decided to cheer, and everyone else joined in." There's uh, no answer to that question. It's got to be a publican who's. No, there's no possible answer to that question. No. Seriously, there must be. No. I, I, you know what? You know what? The, the more you ridicule it, the more I'm up at you look. Well, that is often the case, Wayne. But on this occasion, I'm going to back myself, and 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 I'm, I don't think I because oh, I know, James. I know exactly where the tradition of cheering when people dropped a glass started. You really think someone listening to this program right now is having that little conversation in their head? I, I, I believe that your audience is widespread enough to cater for that. All right, then let's wait and see. Have a good Christmas. <laughs> it's quarter. It's quarter to one. It's ten to one, and I'm fading fast, but Tony and Charlton's not impressed. James, he writes, no disrespect, but I've seen a Santa run 26 miles in the London Marathon, and all you're doing is sitting at a desk for an hour, and you're struggling? Come on, man, get a grip. P.S. Merry Christmas. Shirley's in Staines. Question or answer, Shirley? It's a question, James. Yes. I've been told um, several times, and I've just been told recently, that I have a high pain threshold. Now, I can't figure out if that's because it's mental and I'm very, very brave, or <laughs> it's something to do with my body, my system. What, 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 where were you told this? What was happening when you were told? I was told that um, I was in hospital at a particular time, that's when it came to know, and I never asked for any painkillers. And they kept on saying, oh, she's got a high pain threshold. I wish you'd got on earlier. I hope we've got time to answer this, because I find it absolutely fascinating. I think I've got a... Sp- I think I've got quite a low pain threshold, but it changed at puberty, because I'll tell you why. I used to be really good at cross-country running, and yeah. people who are really good at cross-country running must have high pain thresholds, mustn't they? It's like being a Tour de France cyclist or something like that. The pain it just does... Yes, it certainly must be, yeah. And then well, after I puberty, I was, rubbish at cro- I was rubbish at cross-country running. So, what, I mean, <laughs> what, sort of, what sort of things make you think you've got a high pain threshold? What, what are the sort of... What, well, what? I very rarely take pain killers, um, not because I'm scared of them, but I very rarely need, need them. And I had uh, children and never, ever had any... Oh, wow, that's more impressive than not taking the odd Panadol, <laughs> giving well, birth well, with... Well, I <laughs> yes. get it over and done with, and uh, they kept sort of offering this, that, and the other thing, and I said, no, I just want to get this over and done with, and that's when they started cooing and saying, oh, you've got a high pain threshold. But I, I don't think I'm particularly brave, and I just wonder if it's something that's built into your system. I love this question. I really hope we can get an answer. Oh three four five six oh six oh nine seven three. What 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 controls the pain threshold? Um, is it mental or physical or both or neither? I suppose, although that's unlikely. Just by way of balance, you know, important balances to me. Um, this from uh, from Mama Reese. Uh, that that James O'Brien dude is looking decidedly hot in his Santa garms. Hot as in wow, not covered in sweat. Hashtag thank you. Uh, Mike is in High Wickham. Mike, question or answer? Uh, question, James. Yes. Chickens, eggs. Do big chickens lay big eggs? Do little chickens lay little eggs? Or can big chickens lay little eggs and vice versa? I thought you were going to say what came first. <laughs> so that's not really suitable <laughs> for mystery, I may repeat all day. Um, I can answer this with reference to my own dead late chickens. Right. When I, I tweeted one of the eggs that one of them laid, because it was about twice the size of her normal ones. And, right. si- and similarly, when if they're a bit under the weather or they've had a bit of a freak out with uh, with thunder or fireworks or something like that, they can sometimes lay really tiny ones as well. Really? Yeah. 
Because I would yeah. say the difference. Can you see me at the moment, dressed as Father Christmas? No, I can't. I'm afraid I'm sitting in the kitchen. Well, you're going to have to. You're going to have to witness the. Uh, the, the 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 podcast of this then because I'm going to now show you oh, using like I'm going to yeah. I'm going to show you using the power of sight how big these eggs were so the average sized eggs that my chickens used to lay before they were cruelly killed by a fox for no reason other than the fox's own pleasure that would be about the normal height of the egg okay right the small I love the way you're joining in even though you can't see me. <laughs> So I think that's really nice of you, Mike. So that but would there be are d- categories, James, aren't there? There's extra large, large, medium, and small. Yeah, that will be that will be designed. Uh, that, that will be the same birds laying the same eggs most of the time. But but in, uh, so yes, is the answer to your question. The, 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 they right. can lay different ones, but most. Of the, hang on, I was enjoying that visual treat for the for the listeners. Don't <laughs> don't forget to make the right noises again, Mike. Okay, so here's okay, okay. once again. That's the normal sized egg. That would be your daily egg. Right. And the smallest one she laid would probably have been no bigger than that. Right. You could, have done, you could have done an ooh, then. <laughs> Let's do it again, right? <laughs> I'm trying to... No, come on, Mike. Come on, mate. I've given you quite a big part to play in this pantomime. No, I know, I know. Right, I know. let's do it again. Oh, yeah. So this would be the normal size of the egg there, Mike. About like that, yeah? Right. Okay. Right, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. yeah, And the smallest one she ever laid would be about like that. Ooh. <laughs> but the biggest one, and I'll leave you to decide on your own noise here, my friend, given, right. given what laying this egg involved. The biggest one... The biggest one she ever laid, I kid you not, was probably about that big. Crikey O'Reilly. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Christmas, Mike. <laughs> oh, it's 12.54. Charlie's in Chertsey. Charlie, question or answer? There's a question, James. Yes. Why is the cold tap always on the right-hand side of the sink and not on the left-hand side? Because I remember in the early days, my grandma only used to have one tap uh, on the old um, um, stone sink. Yes. So the and that used to be, if memory serves me correctly, in the middle. So who decided that cold would go to the right and hot would go to the left? Because being right-handed, when I've got my toothbrush in my right hand, it's easier to turn on the left-hand tap, which is the hot, and put the toothbrush under because of the size of the sink. In other countries, in it, in, sometimes in other countries it is the other way around. Is it? Yeah, but what, why then so much in England? Uh, oh, you know, it's what we know. used to. But, but even, you say in other countries, yes, but a lot of them now, and we have the, I think they call it a monoblock tap, so it's one tap with a lever, you go left and right. They all have the cold to the right and the hot to the left still. Yeah. So... Who 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 did it first? Is what you? How did it catch yeah, on? Yeah, why? Yeah, who and why? Yeah, how did it All catch right. on? Because you know, I remember the one tap, but then we had two. No, don't please don't do it anywhere. again. Don't do it again. I got I got the question. I quite okay. like it. You're on. Was okay. it anything to do with Armitage Shanks? Um, or Thomas Crapper? I don't know. Oh no, they were the ones that made it to start with. But, well, with uh, this is this is this is this is true. It's twelve fifty-six. Let's get an answer for Charlie about his taps. Meanwhile, Angel is in Hendon. Oh, a Christmas Angel. How timely. Hello, Angel. <laughs> Hi, I'm calling to answer the question about the high pain threshold. Oh, good. Um, basi- basically, Oops. your pain... We had this discussion a while ago about someone called in their wife um, was always cold, they were always hot, and I was explaining that we have a central nervous system that controls, um, processes information through our brain. It comes into our muscles, our joints, our skin, yes. our sense of smile, taste, all that kind of stuff. Um, and some people's brain processes more of these sensations more quickly. Um, some people's brain processes 
um, less of these sensations. Like some people are really bothered by mild sounds or mild smells, and other people don't even pick them up. It's but surely on some on something, I, I understand that, and it, it, I'm sure it's most of the answer. But on something like running a marathon. Or, or cycling in the Tour de France. Surely, at some point in that process. Yeah, no, because you have you have you have increased um, adrenaline, which is a pain reliever in itself. Yeah, but everyone's adrenaline got that. Is a pain re- Doesn't yeah, and there's something about Lance Armstrong? Juices will be different in different people. Yeah. So and a combination. Your sensory, and I will just point out, going back to your point about before you're a teenager and after, um, your hormone levels and various other changes in our body as we grow up, yes, change the way our brain processes the information it receives through our. So, so I probably was a good athlete before puberty. It's possible. I oh. didn't know you then, so I can't. So I, well, I, I, I came second in the school cross country race when I was twelve, and I practically <laughs> came last when I was thirteen. Um, I, I can't comment on that specifically. No, fair um, enough. What are your qualifications? Remind me of your qualifications. Pediatric occupational therapist specialising in sensory processing. Can't really say fairer than that, can you? Hey. <laughs> um, that's it for another year. Let's just squeeze in Mehmet in Streatham with a quick answer. What is it, Mehmet? Uh, it's regarding to the hard shoulder. Yes. It, it's um, basically um, soft shoulders were gravel covered. Uh, while hard shoulders uh, were tarmac covered. Uh, the, sh- the shoulder uh, part comes from when you used to have a ditch running alongside of the road. And so the a hard shoulder road- is a filled-in ditch and then covered in tarmac. Yeah, and the road used to be, uh, the centre of the road used to be known as the crown, and then you have the shoulder running down to the ditch, which were known as the arms. Oh, oh, you're good. Qualifications? None. <laughs> None. Give them a round of applause quickly before I get unkind and uncharitable. Oh, man, I'm glad that's over. We will be back in January with another mystery hour. The show Normal returns at 10 o'clock tomorrow. I'm James O'Brien. You're listening to LBC. The next voice you'll hear belongs to Julia Hartley